All right, welcome back to Inside TBT. We got an exciting episode today. We are joined by NBA legend, seven-time All-Star, and if you ask us, future Hall of Famer, played for Overseas Elite last summer, Joe Johnson. We talked to him about all the good stuff, his NBA career, the current state of the NBA, and of course, the TBT and the Elam ending. Stay tuned to the end to hear all he has to say about why he loves it so, so much. Yeah, I mean, this is a great interview, but it's just one piece of what you get from Inside TBT. You want the rest of it? You want the breaking news? Follow us on Twitter at InsideTBT. Follow us on Instagram at InsideTBT. And we'll have some breaking news coming very soon. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Maybe even as early as this week. Let's get to Joe Johnson, the second best Joey on this podcast. All right, join us now on Inside TBT. Seven-time NBA All-Star, but most recently played for Overseas Elite. Joe Johnson, ISO Joe, welcome to the show. What's up, man? How y'all doing? Fantastic. We're living the dream. And we, we need to – not that we don't know because we've talked about it before we started recording, but we got to hear what you've been up to because like, like everyone in the pandemic, everyone's got their own thing that they're into, that they're doing. What have you done since TBT's ended? Uh, just working and rehabbing. I played in a TBT, man. I had plantar fasciitis in my foot. <laughs> So uh, I don't know if you know if you guys know what that is, but it's uh it's very very uncomfortable to play with, and uh, I was able to you know get through with that. But since it's been over with, uh, I've done none but workout, man, rehab, workout, workout, rehab, and just to get my body feeling great because I do love to hoop. So uh, if opportunities come my way, you know I definitely pay attention to them. So uh, but the TBT was great, man. I had an awesome time. Yeah, you know, we, we would love to know kind of what your your thoughts and takeaways. You know, we asked you after games, like, hey, what's it like being back on the court? What's TBT like? But after you were able to kind of, you know, stop playing TBT and assess it, what were your what were your takeaways from your first TBT season? Uh, it was fun for me. You know, the, the whole being, uh, you know, basically locked in a hotel, and, and and the quarantine uh, basketball tournament that was that was awesome. I didn't want to miss that when they, when that opportunity presented itself for me. I was I was locked in, you know. So uh, I mean, my my passion, my love and passion for the game is, you know, is is so high that, you know, whenever I get a chance to hoop or work out, whatever the case may be, you know, I know I'm gonna take on that challenge. Uh, you know, I know my window is closing, you know, the older I get, but I'm just trying to have fun. And we know that you're, you're obsessed with basketball. I think that's a good, good way to, to phrase it. What about TBT makes it so special? Because even the common basketball fan falls in love with TBT year in and year out. What do you think makes it so special? I honestly don't know. I think, uh, you know, for me, you know, for the first time playing, it was quarantine, no fans. That was a little, that was different because you need the fans in the game, man. They the ones help you, you know, get over the hump or four quarter tight games. They give you that extra push. So that was, uh, that was different, but, you know, it was also fun at the same time because it kind of felt like a scrimmage. It never really felt like a real game. But, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed everything about it, man. The guys were great. I didn't know none of those guys before I got there. So, uh, when I got there, we all got a chance to hang out. And that was pretty much it, man. It was, you know, I enjoyed the, the whole process. What's kind of funny about TBT is 
they kind of control everything. They control the storylines. They control the matchups. You know, there was a lot of hype going into the overseas elite and heard that game. And the reason there was the hype was because they were like playing it off as Joe Johnson, seven-time NBA All-Star versus Elmore, seven-time like rec league champ, but of course was great at Marshall, but he loves the, I play at the Y, they play at the NBA. I watched some highlights this morning. You were like, screw that. I'm dropping 35 on these guys. What, what were you thinking when you were seeing that the promo for the game was you and Aunt Elmore? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it was a great moment. You know, you, you get, I, uh, give him a lot of credit, man, because he came out and fought in battle. And ultimately, uh, although I played a decent game, I was, you know, I was, I was tired against uh, sideline cancer just from battling and banging with him. You know, he was, he, he was, uh, trying to get under me, which was cool, but <laughs> it was a back, that was a back to back game for us. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, that was tough. That was tough. I'm not going to, you know, say until you know, tell. That was tough playing that back-to-back. And sideline cancer had been amazing throughout the whole uh, tournament. I think my favorite moment from the tournament was seeing the pictures of you and the sideline cancer guys after the game. Because I thought that was so cool for so many reasons. I thought it was cool because the sideline cancer guys were like, I want to get a picture with Joe Johnson. And I thought it was cool because you – you know, after a loss, you were like, hell yeah, I'll take a picture with these guys. So I, I thought, personally, I thought that was really cool. So hats off to you for making that happen. Hey, man, you got to tip your hat off to those guys. Uh, they fought. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, when we was uh, getting ready to play against them, because they had played like three games straight, I was like, ain't no way, uh, you know, they can have that much energy, especially Marcus King. I was like, he ain't going to have that much energy to be, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, to put us away. And, man, he played him, him and Mo played their butts off. You know, in that game, especially down the stretch. But uh, yeah, when we lost the game, I wanted to look for those guys, man. I wanted to look for them. Uh, just, you know, just wanted to thank them. Uh, and, and I was very appreciative for the opportunity to get a chance to, you know, play in the TBT. But yeah, it was it was a fun moment. It, it was a fun moment for me. Did you know uh, that Marcus Keaton led the country in scoring when he was in college? Had no clue. Had, I, I found out after I had watched him play like the first game. And I was like, dang, who is this dude? So, uh, you know, once they got to talking about him, they were saying that, you know, he led the country in scoring. But, yeah, he was uh, – he's a tough competitor. Man. So, when you went to look for the guys after the game, would you compare that to when Chris Paul went to look for Blake Griffin after that game a few years ago? You know what I'm talking about? When they went through the secret tunnels to fight each other? No, no. <laughs> Nah, I didn't go. I didn't go. I went over there strictly, uh, you know, to, to pay my respects and tell them dudes, you know, keep going. Uh, I mean, look, they made it all the way to the final game, you know, after having to play almost every day. You know, that was uh, – I mean, it says a lot about them. So, let's get into to the NBA a bit, a bit. You know, obviously, you are a TBT superstar, but first and foremost, you're an NBA superstar. Um, First question's got to be, have you had any contact with any teams? We know that there's an extra two-way guy they're, they're working on, getting in an extra two-way guy now for all the different pandemic updated rules and stuff. Have you had any contact with, with any teams? Uh, I've had some contact, you know, with a couple teams, but uh, it's just been inquiring, man. It hasn't been uh, nothing set in stone or something that's about to happen. You know, I, I, I'm just like you guys watching TV, seeing that, you know, teams only have eight guys to play with and things of that sort. That's why it's been acquiring because 
you know, <clears throat> teams need players. So, uh, you know, they've called and asked, but, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing has happened or probably won't happen. So, uh, but that's neither here nor there, man. I, you know, I just continue to, you know, put in the work. Like I said, I got a 14-year-old son, so, you know, we grinding every day. It's not, it's not about me. Are you at the point where, you know, it would have to be the perfect situation for you to be like, all right, I'm going to play some more NBA ball? Well, I'm not going to say perfect, but it has to be a pretty damn good one. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not just <laughs> going to throw myself in, you know, any situation if it presents itself. But uh, that's the least of my words, man. I'm in the gym daily, you know, keeping myself right for whatever reason. Is it safe? Is it safe to say that Joe Johnson will be back in TBT 2021? Maybe, man. You know, they – Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. But I got to be honest with you guys, right? Yeah. So, maybe because uh, the big three comes back, we got to defend our title. We got to defend it. Uh, you know, those guys – that I played with in uh, the big three and the big three with Ice Cube. Uh, that was amazing, man. It was uh, it was very, 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 you know, therapeutic for me playing in that, you know, considering what I had come off of before, you know, uh, committing to the big three. Uh, so I could never turn my back on them. Uh, well, that's the easy way out, the half-court game versus the up-and-down five-on-five. I don't know what y'all want from me, man. I'm 40 years old. Y'all want me? What y'all want me to do? What y'all want? What y'all want? What y'all want me to do? How does Ice Cube not have a team in the TBT? That's the real question. He can do. I know. Hey, listen. And you know what I feel like? I just feel like uh, with that overseas elite team. Obviously, it was none of the original members who played for overseas elite, but we had an awesome time. I just feel like if we had at least one or two of those guys. We wouldn't have had a problem. Yeah, we talked with uh, DJ Kennedy, and he said, he's like, man, I wish I got to play with, with Joe and because and, yeah. we would have won. But Kennedy, Kennedy, Kane, any of those guys. Like, we just <clears> – we <throat> needed an extra guy, not only who could, you know, put the ball in the hole, but who could defend, you know, and do the dirty work. You know, we ain't really had nobody doing the dirty work. You know what I mean? And you know DJ, that's, that's what he do. Well, then let's play a little game. You know, you said you're 40. You're getting a little older. So let's put on uh, Joe Johnson's GM hat and let's build a little little TBT team for yourself. Can you give us, like, five guys that you'd be like, this would be my my perfect TBT team right here? You can include yourself as one of the five. Five? Yeah, starting lineup. TBT. Uh, I can pick anybody? Anybody. Yeah. You want you want us? You got us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It takes some thought, man. It takes some thought. Like I said, for real though, uh, with the overseas elite team, that was why I committed to them because I knew what they had. You know, I thought I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I didn't know none of those guys wasn't showing up until I got there. You know, what I mean? so uh, maybe if I'd have knew beforehand, I'd say I would have backed out. But you know, I probably would have you know, thought about things a little differently. That's a great, that's a great answer to Andrew's question of what would the five guys be? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll switch a little bit to, to some NBA stuff. Before we talk a little bit about, you know, your incredible career, Kyrie 
the Nets, your former team, Harden's there now. What do you think of all the, all the drama and all the noise surrounding in Brooklyn right now? It's New York, man. That's, 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 that's going to come with it. And they got three elite guys on their team. So we're all, we all like, you know, we want to see what it's like, how it's going to work. And uh, hopefully it works out for the best, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy for James uh, getting a chance to, you know, really, really compete for a title. So, you know, I hope he takes advantage of this moment. Uh, so, but I'm looking forward to seeing them play as well. Do you, do you think it'll work, honestly? Yeah, I think it'll work. They have to make it work. Like, it's it's, it's too – that team is assembled uh, – man, and that team is assembled to obviously win a title, but those guys aren't young. You know what I'm saying? They know and understand what it takes, you know, to, to, to win a championship. Uh, I mean, KD and Kyrie, you know, they've won. So, uh, I, I think the sky's the limit for them. They just got to, you know, uh, believe in one another, obviously sacrifice and just go out and have fun, man. I think a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves by coming out, trying to perform at a high level. When all you got to do is just go out and have fun and everything else take care of itself. Can you guess who my favorite player on that team is? Uh, maybe. Is it Jeff Green? Not Jeff. Oh, Joe Harris. Yeah, duh. I love Joe Harris, man. Dang, he's he gonna be so clutch for them, yo. Oh yeah, he's uh, he, every. You think about all the teams that have been, you know, super teams, right? The big threes, they always have that white shooter, and that is the difference all the time. He ain't, we share a nickname, Joe, me and him. So he, he's not just a shooter, though. No, he's a. You're right, but when it gets down to two minutes left in the game, he he turns into. Don't help off me or I'm going to kill you. No, no, no. You can't help off of him at all, but he's got more than just a jumper. You know, I, you know he's, he's an athlete, man. I've been watching him for a while. Uh, I thought that was great for them to keep him, to uh, keep the floor space, obviously. But, yeah, he's a heck of a player. No, he's awesome. I, he's since Virginia. I mean, at Virginia, he was incredible, too. He got lost in the shuffle when he was on the Cavs and stuff. And yeah, now he's yeah. able to kind of – Show, make a name for himself, a little bit more primetime games, that whole deal. Yeah, we, we share a nickname, me and him, Joey Bucket. So, I've always been a fan of his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, experience is going to be his best teacher. You know, he got a chance to play or got a chance to watch LeBron, and now he's in uh, Brooklyn playing with KD, Kyrie, and James. That's going to uh, – I can't wait to see that, man. That's going to be crazy. So – you know, we've had a little bit of a of a disconnect. You know, we, we're we're gonna have to start calling you ISO No Show instead of ISO Joe because you missed you missed an interview or two. Yeah, but, I totally missed it, man. I apologize. We on here today. Let's live in the moment. You know. Well, exactly. So I I was trying to get some positive vibes this morning. Listen, so I was listen. watching. If we dwelling on the past, how are we gonna move forward? We gotta hey. move forward, guys. True. You're right. Well, I was trying. I was trying to get some positive vibes this morning, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch some Joe Johnson highlights because that's gonna that's gonna get me in the mood, and then he's gonna show up, and I'll be able to talk about the highlights. So, there was one video where literally you made. I mean, obviously, it's not gonna show any of your misses, but it was like 50 game winners, clutch shots. It was like ISO Joe back in the NBA. Here's some 
of his best clutch moments and in, in top plays. And it was like a 15-minute video, and it was some. So my question, when you have a, when you, have a, a, you know, a, a highlight moment or a big play, big shot, like when you did the little tiny dribble crossover on, on Paul Pierce, in that moment, are you like, all right, I just did something special? Or does it not register until, like, you see the highlights after the game? No, it, it, it registers during the game as players. It registers during the game right after the play that happened. But, you know, we keep this, uh, you know, this calmness about ourselves as though, you know, we're supposed to do this, which we are. But, yeah, it, it, it registers. But when you see it on film, it, it just looks totally different. Who is your favorite teammate in all your years in the NBA? My favorite teammate. Or some of them. Yeah. Uh, I have to go back to like when I played in Phoenix, Jim Jackson, uh, uh, Jerry Stackhouse. When uh, when I was in Atlanta, uh, the year before I got traded, we signed Stackhouse. Uh, he helped you're, me. You're so old. I know. <laughs> Don't tell. Don't tell anybody. So listen, check this out. We had Stackhouse, and uh, that's when my game kind of went to another level because he taught me the post-up game, how to post up. So before games, like when we warming up, me and him would play to five in the post just to get warm. And uh, he taught me so much during that, during that, uh, during that, you know, time frame because he taught me how to use my body without getting, you know, how to push off without getting called for fouls, things of that sort, pump fakes. And I learned all that from him. Man. He, he, I appreciate him for spending that time with me and, uh, you know, giving me some tough battles. Well, I think we have to get back to Jim Jackson because uh, I'm I'm a Buckeye. I played at Ohio State, right? And and all I hear about is how awesome Jim Jackson was. But like, I would love to hear a story from you on why Jim Jackson. You that was the first guy you named because when I was about 23, uh, he signed with Phoenix, and I was still there. And uh, he was one of the guys. He came in like, I think it was by like mid-season. And uh, he had came from Houston. And man, the little stuff that he taught me and was telling me, uh, I still do to this day, whether it's, you know, controlling things I can control, you know, going out, working my butt off, you know, every day and uh, competing at the highest level. That's what it's about. You know, we all come in, like when you're, when you can play or you got some game and you come into the NBA, there's a learning curve that a lot of us have to go to, go through. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, it's only a few who get to come right in, get the ball in their hand, get to make mistakes, play through their mistakes. It's only a few of those guys. So the ones who don't get those opportunities, like myself, I played with. I got drafted in Boston. I played with Antoine Walker, Paul Pierce, Kenny Anderson, Walter McCarty, Tony Batty. I played with vets. So I don't get that. I, I never had that luxury until like my third year in the NBA. So, uh, you know, you really have to uh, take advantage of the opportunities because when you get there, you have to, it's as hard as it is to make it to the NBA, it's even harder to stick. You see what I'm saying? So when you get there and you exhale, you could be out, you know, the next year. So you got to work your butt off. Once you get your foot in the door, you got to continue to work your butt off just to stick because it's only what, 450 guys? Out of about how many millions trying to make it? That's insane when you think about it like that. That's true. That's what so, happened. 
That's what happened to me. I took that exhale, and next thing you know, I'm out of the NBA. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. It's funny, but I tell my son the same story. Like, he just turned 14 on the, on the 9th of January. And uh, I always talk to him about, you know, work ethic, because I think if you got a hell of a work ethic, it'll get you far in life. I ain't talking about just in sports. I'm talking about in general. So uh, for me, that's that's probably the most gratifying thing for me, you know, to see him get up, go downstairs, get on the treadmill, just staying in shape, those type of things, because you, you want to stay ready, man. You don't want to have to get ready. So I'm always preaching to him. I know he gets tired of hearing it, but that's my job. I'm going to ask you the reverse end of Joey's favorite teammate ever question. Do you have a teammate that you just – absolutely could not stand and when the season ended you were like I don't even care that we got knocked out of the playoffs because I don't have to be with this guy for the next four months <laughs> no nah, man listen let me tell you something uh I'm an easygoing guy man I don't uh it it, it, it takes a lot for that you know what I mean to have like a horrible teammate I don't I, I don't have for like the worst team ever what about like an oppo- what about an opposing player? Is there any opposing players that you just hated or hated playing against? Nah, nah. Who's the best? All right, how about this? Who's the hardest player you ever had to guard, and who's the best defender who ever guarded you? The hardest player I ever had to guard. Uh, it was guys like Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. Uh, because you got to understand, when I came into the NBA, uh, after my third game, I was starting because I, my forehead went down. So Paul Pierce would guard, guard those guys in the fourth quarter. But the first three quarters, I had to guard them. And uh, chasing Ray Allen and Reggie Miller, letting them push you off, like, it was it was crazy. Man. I'd never seen nothing like that. Like, he was deliberately – Reggie was deliberately pushing me and running off screens. Like, I didn't, like you can't – it's hard to defend, you know, like, especially if you don't know how to defend it. So it took me a while to learn how to, uh, you know, to play pin downs and chase guys off pin downs. So that was the hardest, man. I think when you have – when you get in isolation and you're guarding guys like Kobe, LeBron, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, you can stay in front of those guys and make them take tough shots, and obviously they'll make them, but – Chasing guys off picks, that kills you. There is nothing worse than chasing a guy off three down screens, and then he comes back and goes off three more. You you dodge all of them, but you get hit. You get clipped by one, and he gets a wide open three, and you were running for 15 seconds, and then you got to go back and do it again. It's demoralizing. People don't understand that. We got Frozo Joe. <laughs> Man. Yeah. All right, I, I got I got another question. I say, and and then we can wrap it up. But I say, one of your, if not most famous teammates to ever play, you played with KG. You got to have a good KG trash talk practice story, something like that. Man, I got I got so many stories uh, from that guy. He was. Uh, yeah, he was he he was that man. He was whatever y'all think he is as far as relentless or storytelling, whatever like he would always okay, so listen, he would always be the first one in practice, right? If practice at ten o'clock, he probably there at seven thirty, eight o'clock. You can never beat him to the gym. It just won't happen. 
He was always there. But when you got there, he was already sweating, telling a story. And that's how it was. Once he started telling a story, he can't stop sweating. Like, he'll, you know, he get really into it. Like, he is a, every day, man, no lie, every day he had a story for us. And it was, it was crazy. Like, he, he, he really loved, uh, I think he really enjoyed, you know, sitting there telling a story because he's super animated. He uses hand gestures. Yeah. yeah, he was, uh, he was great for us, man. I, I, I love dude. All right, last question before we let you go, and we appreciate you coming on eventually. We don't we don't dwell on the past, but I so no show. I so no show. <laughs> um who is the most impressive or the guy that you like to watch the most? Young guy, because there's so many guys in the NBA right now. For you, who who do you like to watch the most? Who's the most impressive in terms of, you know, like the twenty four and under type of guy? Twenty four and under. Yeah, yeah, the youngins. Uh, who is that? That's got to be, uh, I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker. Uh, you know, getting a chance to play with Donovan his rookie year, I didn't, I didn't see this, you know, what he's, what he's been doing now. I didn't see none of this coming. Now, I knew he could play, but uh, the way he puts the ball in the hole, I just didn't I, didn't, I didn't really see it like that. I'm going to be honest with y'all. But obviously it's a testament to the work that he's put in and, you know, the system that Coach Quinn Snyder has there in Utah is it's, it's next to none. Like he's uh, – Coach Quinn is uh, definitely a mastermind. But, you know, he's got down the right, and they always going to be in the thick of it. I think with Devin Booker, you know, having CP there, you know, another guy he can learn from, and obviously he's an unbelievable talent. Putting that ball in the hole, and he's even a great playmaker too. You put the ball in his hands, run, pick and roll, like he's gonna make the right play. So, I love watching those two guys play, man. They've been, uh, they've been awesome. All right, Joe. Well, we'll let you go, but the TBT guys would kill us if we didn't ask you this. Are you a fan of the Elam ending? Man, I love it. I'm gonna tell you why I love the Elam ending because you can't sit there and hold the ball. Man. Like you gotta go out and get a bucket. You know what I mean? So that's the beauty of it. Because teams get a lead, even, you know, when I played in the TBT uh, recently, you know, you could be up 20 points and still lose. That's nothing. Like, you you know, it's to down the stretch to get a bucket. Like, that's that's tough, man. I, I actually – I love that part of it. You would have had even more NBA game winners if there was an Elam ending. I, you probably would have – if if you guys won like fifty games in a season, you probably would have had forty two game winners at least. Maybe, maybe every game is a game winner. It's the best part. Yeah, it is, and that's that. Yeah, you're right. That's the best part about it because uh, you really have to, you know, come out and, and impose your will. That's what it's about. No doubt. All right, all right, ISO Joe, we'll let you uh, go get on the peloton. And try and beat try and beat some of my high scores. I'm Joey Lane on there. If you if you need another friend, I'm 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 gonna look for you on that. I'm gonna look for you on that. I'm gonna look for you on that. Yo, I enjoyed our phone call the other day. I'll probably call you next week to catch up. I like talking to you. Man, hit me up, bro. Hey, I apologize for us, you know, getting off on a bad foot, but y'all don't hold that against me. All right. No, it's we're fine. Just you had phone. you had plant you had plantar fasciitis. You got bad feet. It's all good. <laughs> oh man, I'm 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 good now. Though. Yeah, right. at know. NBA, at NBA, he's good now. LeBron, he's good. <laughs>
All right, thanks, man. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right, y'all be easy.